3: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
0: Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
4: Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast. That is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! Hello and welcome back all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between. We introduce to you a new edition of And The Podcast Will Rock. It feels new because it feels like it's been forever since I've been here, but uh, nope, I'm still here. We're all still here. We're back doing it to it. Welcome back to the show. If it's your first time here, welcome. We are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. And we do it one track at a time. I am your uh, gone but not forgotten co-host Mark Kamier. Uh With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, I just have to tell you, thank you for holding down the fort. Uh, we just got down, uh, we just got done, rather, with uh, the American Thanksgiving holiday, and things were crazy these past couple of weeks. So uh, I just want to thank you for uh, keeping the ship afloat. How you doing? Hey, you know what? Uh, my pleasure. Uh, it was kind of a last-minute thing, uh, but
3: for all the people that were messaging us. Hey, that's right. We're back this week, Mark. Uh, last yeah. week, forgot that Thanksgiving was a thing and happening I did, I in the states, and kind of forgot he was having family over. So at the last minute, we just pulled an entire show out of our ass.
4: Uh, I called. Kevin in Brown. my defense, <laughs> in my defense though, my my uh uh the the plans weren't finalized until the last minute, so it was kind of a scramble. So, but I understand. Yeah, that's still no defense. Yeah, you, you, you don't <laughs> yeah, leave
3: right. you don't leave the Van Halen brethren uh, hanging like that, but. Kevin Brown pitched in. He kind of he tried to host. He tried to moderate. Uh, we have some uh, some strong-willed people on that call, and they all have a love for Van Halen. They all have a love for talking. So uh, it went a little long. Uh, Kevin Brown, God bless him, uh, did his best. Uh, I, I, I we never got Eric Senich on on a, on a show. Like you got to pick your moments and cut in, otherwise he's going to break into another twenty-minute story. It's just you <laughs> have to know how to moderate those guys. But um, one of the guys uh join us for the very first time he's on our call here tonight too he's one of our tier four patrons uh mark why don't you do your thing and introduce our special guests
4: here it's the tale of two michaels on today's episode please welcome back to the show our honored guest and loyal patron michael griffith and joining him another honored patron michael triplet what is up to you michael's squared
5: <laughs> well good to be here happy to do this again yeah, great name, Michael. By the way, so yeah,
1: hey, very cool. Van Halen brothers, Michael brothers. Here we go. Yeah.
4: <laughs> a lot of correlations with the uh, Van Halen and Michaels. So you know, we'll we'll take that as a good sign. But we're happy to have you guys here. Uh, it's always a good time when Corey and I can be joined by uh, enthusiastic, like-minded folks like you guys. And I know you guys are enthusiastic. Uh, Griffith, you've been on the show many, many a times. You're basically an honorary uh, member. So. There you go. So we we know what to expect out of you, uh Michael Triplett man. We know your enthusiasm has shined through. So, uh very excited to get into whatever track we land on tonight and discuss it with you. So, uh kicking it right off as I said, we are post Thanksgiving holiday. Uh there's no snow on the ground over here, so that's nice. I probably can't say the same for Corey, uh open the Great White North, but uh Corey There there is a storm coming, and that storm is the name of uh goes by the name of Sammy Hagar, and he's not coming alone. No, no, no. He's got he's got Michael Anthony with him, he's got Joe Satriani with him, he's got Jason Bonham. We talked about it before, but uh it bears repeating that uh Sammy and his group of friends are going back on tour and they're gonna play some Van Halen tunes of the Sammy era. I think, uh, they, I think we we went over, they're going to do some Dave era that Michael's going to sing. And uh, again, we talked about it before, but I don't know. I just, I was thinking about it earlier today and I was just thinking, God, I really want to see that show because as you all know, I have never seen Van Halen live. I've never got to see him. And at this point, it'll never happen. It, unfortunately, it just won't happen with the passing of Eddie. And I don't think uh, Alex is in any uh, quick hurry to go back to playing those songs. So seeing this particular lineup, this particular tour might be the closest chance I get to, uh, to, to seeing kind of, a a a long gone era of Van Halen and and music really, because these guys are legends at this point. So, um, I don't know. I was thinking about that and it made me, uh, feel very, not nostalgic per se, but just, it was giving me that sense of, this is my do or die moment. Like this is my chance. So, um, I just want to know from you guys, are you are you guys uh, still, ex- are you s- excited for the prospect of seeing a kind of pseudo, not really, but kind of Van Halen go back on tour? And uh, are you excited to hear what that might sound like? Corey, we'll start with you. I have already got my tickets.
3: I am. We're actually yeah, going to, we're flying out to Toronto for the July 31st show. Uh, I'm dragging the family. Uh, my youngest one's like Sammy Hager. I don't know who that is. I don't know who's raising that child, but then when I said Lover Boy's <laughs> opening for him, oh Lover Boy working for the weekend, I'm in. So oh, I forgot Lover Boy, yeah, yeah. So no, we we got the flights booked, we got the tickets purchased. I've already reached out to the bow hosts uh, from the Bogus Otis show. They're both going to the Toronto show. They got like fucking yeah. second row though because they got money out the oh. asshole. I'm uh, way in the course. back. I'm just happy to be in the building. It's going to be off of Lake Ontario outdoor show. It doesn't get any better than that. Sammy Hagar, Michael Anthony, Joe Satriani, Jason Bottom. Come on. I mean, like, if you can't get up for that show, you know, check check your pulse. You're, you're not really a, a rock and roll fan. That's going to be amazing. So as soon as, as soon as they announced that tour, it's like, I, I thought maybe coming to Nashville, I was going to maybe hit you mm-hmm. up for a couch or something. I thought about maybe going to Vegas, maybe hitting up Scott Haskin for a couch. Uh, but ultimately, we decided we're going to keep it in Canada because the dollar sucks so bad. So we're heading to Toronto. I really hope you get your tickets for Nashville, Mark, because I think you're going to have a hell of a time too. Uh, how about you, uh, Mister Griffith? Are you uh, going to get tickets to the uh, Sammy Hagar Best of All Worlds show?
5: Absolutely, I'm going to the Los Angeles show. Ah. Um, oh, I, I, yeah, my okay. tickets too. I'm blessed. I, I saw Van Halen eight times, so three oh, with man. Sam, so Van Hagar, um, and I've seen a Circle a couple times. Um, I've never seen Joe, and he's like the guitarist. Guitarist, I mean, the guy is brilliant, and you know, if anyone can play Eddie stuff other than maybe Wolfgang, I mean, this is the guy. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I'm very excited. The interesting thing to me is this was Alex's pick when he was going to go out with Davis. He picked Joe and Jason Newstead, And then uh, it fell through, and then here goes Sam kind of indirectly sticking it to (laughs) Al and scooping (laughs) up Joe, just doing it on his terms.
4: I feel like uh, Sammy probably had heard about that that original uh lineup and when it fell through he he probably thought to himself you know that's actually not a bad idea Cause like, i should call joe i should call him. i was like see what he wants if he wants to do this and joe i can just imagine joe just kind of sitting there with his guitar by the phone going like well now what and then sammy calls him up and he's like you want to do this like well yeah i'm i'm ready i'm right here i'm ready yeah, i'm let's learning the it. tunes yeah let's do it
3: i uh, yeah, Scott Monroe, just, like, I, I just want to shout him out in the chat it says he's got our stickers for mansfield uh, three generations are going to that show Him, uh, his dad, and his son So th- uh, that's going to be a,
4: what, what an experience to share that with your dad and your kid Yeah. Oh, that's going to be fantastic that. yeah. That's awesome Michael Triplett, though, how about you? How do you feel about this whole thing? Looking at the schedule,
1: thinking about it uh, Actually, what's funny is I've seen Dave And uh, the Foreign Lawful Cardinal Knowledge uh, Tour Was at Blossom yeah. Music Center In uh, uh, Cuyahoga Falls So it's just south of Cleveland So uh, wait and see I uh, got to look at the calendar, got to look at my, what my kid's schedule's like, so it gets a little crazy, but uh, ah, yes, should be a good time. Life, exactly. Yeah.
4: It's so. bound to be. I mean, if nothing else, then at least going to see these, as I said, like these are four legends and, uh, you know, regardless of whether they play uh, an equal amount of, you know, Sammy uh, era versus Dave, what have you is like, no, I just want to go see these four guys on stage together just because of who they are uh so just yeah it's it's definitely going to be one for the ages i think
5: you you see the appetite for it though because this is really the circle and they just replace um vic johnson with joe but it yes. gets two hours on howard stern it gets a big eddie trunk special stuff all over social media about it like it's pretty hell out of press so imagine yeah. if al and dave did something i'm sure that would be even more but a lot of people want to see
3: this i'll tell you what look at much press uh dave and sammy kind of got last week they talked about it on the patron show i want to kick it around a little bit with mark but uh sammy as part of that uh howard stern interview said you know what we're gonna be rolling into town anybody who wants to hop on stage with a guitar or sing whatever you know we're gonna let him if dave wants to come out if alex wants to come out you know fuck it, everybody's welcome so everyone took Mm -hmm. that as a uh hey, uh, Dave, Sammy's inviting you out on tour with them. And Dave's like, yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. And then Sammy had to go like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, we don't want a fucking repeat of the Dave and Sammy tour because that was awful. Yeah, you want yeah, to come no, out? No, no, that's not what I said. And then he literally said, you can come out for one song if he can remember the words. Like, if you can remember the words to jump, you can sing that. That's about it. So I don't think uh, Dave's going to be hopping on stage anytime soon, but that was big news. And actually, we were talking to Eric Sennich because they kind of broke that on the Van Halen News mm-hmm. Desk. They got the quote from Dave saying, "Yeah, let's do it." Everyone got all excited. Oh, Dave's gonna go on truer Sammy. And Sammy's like, "No, no, 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 that's not what's happening. He can come out for like a song <laughs> if he remembers the words. So
4: uh, a song, and, a song. And it, it will not be. It will not be anything from his YouTube channel. Uh, none of that. Mm-hmm. It'll be. It'll be a a, a specifically uh, picked out song. And if he doesn't want to do that, or if he can't do it, then like, all right, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh you know you got to have boundaries with people sometimes and you know I feel like Dave is one of those people that it's important right early on to establish said boundaries so now that they are set we can all press forward but nevertheless uh yeah, yeah I think uh, everyone if you, if you have the ability uh if they're coming to a town near you or not far to travel go see this tour cuz it it's I think it's going to be the last chance we all get to experience just a little bit of uh, a familiar Van Halen, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um well, it's gonna, that, be, it's gonna be how's
1: Jason gonna hit those drums? I mean nobody's talked about Jason Bonham hitting his drums true. hard like Alex does and Bonzo's kid. So he's been in a lot of bands. Yeah I guarantee but you
3: we're gonna, a gonna get a we're Kid's gonna get a few amazing. Zeppelin songs too I bet you.
4: Well if if I may, there <laughs> Jason Bonham did uh he did play very briefly in this uh and I know it was a reality show based thing, but there was a super band that was put together called fist that he played with it with ted nugent and scott ian of anthrax and sebastian Bach. Oh, sebastian now, i forgot about yeah. that one yeah now oh, while, while 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 the whole experience was made for entertainment purposes visually because the whole thing was a train wreck however the music that they did create wasn't great but it was heavy and uh, I can tell you straight up, like Jason knows how to hit him hard. I'm not. I am certainly not suggesting he can hit just like Alex and give you uh, an imitation. Not saying that because the two don't compare. But I can say pretty confidently, Jason Bonham's got the chops to at least pull it off the way he can. Um. So I. So I think we're. I think we're in good hands for that. Um. But if you're expecting, yeah, if you're expecting the same kind of. Drumming tonality and technique that that you would get from Alex Van Halen, you're you should probably subvert those expectations, but be uh very much uh ex- expectant to hear some good solid musicianship. That's what I'll say. Uh, Scott points out Scott
3: Everett. Uh, welcome, Scott. Pretty shitty comment on Sammy's part. Just wish those two would grow up a bit. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> he, you know he he had a really bad experience, so I he's he's still a, a little bitter about it. I, I I get what you're saying though. Uh, Scott Monroe, am I the only one to find it weird Wolfgang has been explicitly invited to stage with him?
4: I I don't find it that weird. I would
3: love to see Wolfie on stage with him. That, yeah, be fantastic. yeah. I think, I, 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 think so, I, uh, why?
4: Yeah, why? Why wouldn't he? Or ha- sorry, Scott says me?
3: has not. Because, yeah, I was, I was oh, has trying not. to think, yeah. oh, okay. Because yeah. like, I didn't hear the Eddie Trunk interview. I wonder if they invited Wolfie as part of that, but apparently oh, not. Oh, oh, I see. And, you know, I, I don't well, know. It is weird. Yeah, Sammy, I don't think, has much of a relationship uh, Wolf, with Wolfgang. I'm not sure. Uh, he he may, but, uh, you know, obviously Wolfie was in the band with Dave. So uh, I, think... I, I think Wolf would turn them down. I, I don't think he would. Yeah, I think he would off. too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and Tom pointed out the same thing. He thinks uh, Wolfie wants to do his own thing, and Sam and Mike are respecting that. Yeah, Wolfie kind of said the uh, Taylor Hawkins tributes are kind of like my goodbye to van halen and you know paying tribute mm-hmm. to my dad yeah he he's doing his own thing and he's killing it he's on tour right now with Anita strauss and i'm sitting yeah. here with my fingers crossed hoping that someday they'll remember canada's a thing and maybe come up here and do some <laughs> shows because i'd love to see him maybe Look, this is
5: just a, a hypothetical but maybe this leads into a, a year or two from now where wolf joins his uncle and dave and they try to outdo sam <laughs> And do that kind of resource. Wow, never know. Be, no, that'd
4: be yeah. something. <laughs> that'd be, <laughs> that would be yeah, like a huge, like middle finger. T- but I mean, yeah. it was, you never know. It, <laughs> it very well could so yeah.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> No, it, w- it wouldn't be shocking at all. And and if that does happen, we're going to go back to this episode and point out, like, see this? Michael Griffith called this. So <laughs> yeah. He knew he could see it on the horizon. Yeah. So he called Joe go, Satriani again. He
3: just went out on tour with Sammy. I know the songs. Yeah, I got him down now. He was a little iffy on the intro to Mean Streets when he was on Howard Stern, but. Like, everyone's pointing out, that was their, like, first rehearsal. So, give the guy a yeah, break. By the time they go on the road, he's going to have that. Take Gary
1: meal. and Dave. Take Gary and Dave and no yeah. Sammy, and that would cause some grit. Oh, boy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was just listening to Without You before you guys jumped on the call. I really kind of like that song.
4: I think that's the uh, the only one I've upvoted. You've upvoted uh, two. Oh, I have. Oh, look at that. I was feeling generous. Um, But I think Without You was one of them. So. It was, yeah. So, yeah, Okay. So it's if a good they're gonna tune, play a any, solid
3: tune, and the other one that you liked is, yeah. was
4: "Year to the Day." We both uploaded "Year that to one. the Day." So, yeah. yeah, that's group. That is true. So, so there you go. I can I can be surprised. Uh, we only have one left from Van Halen three, and I'm not really holding high expectations for that <laughs> one. Um, you know, and those of you who've already heard it, you already you could you can either say whether I'm gonna hate it or or I'm not. I don't know, but uh, we'll uh, cross that bridge when we come to it. I hope it's not tonight, but we'll see. Um, but uh, I guess uh, moving on, I guess, is there uh, anything else uh, Van Halen News Desk uh, going on? Well, there's a few things. If you head over to
3: uh, VHND.com, uh, there's What's Your Ultimate Van Halen Mixtape? And uh, Eric Sandich talked about this a little Ooh. bit on last week's show. Uh, he was a guest on a podcast called My Weekly Mixtape, uh, where they're uh, coming up with the Ultimate Van Halen Mixtape, kind of like what I'm doing on Backtrack's Aerosmith Revisited. Uh, except I, I have just a standard uh, cassette tape on my show. It only has nine tracks aside. They have 12. So uh, oh, if you want to go okay. in and you know listen to that show where they talk about the ultimate 24 Van Halen songs to put on a mixtape, uh, the link to that is there. Uh, you can also relive Van Halen's iconic 1983 U.S. Festival performance, which we've done uh, over the last little bit here once that video was released. And you can take a closer look at the EVH guitar gifted to Jason Becker. When Eric was on the show, he talked about that auction. So You can go check those out. Uh, Nuno also uh, has a little clip here uh, talking about the drumming origins behind the Mean Street intro. And uh, a link to the Best of All Worlds interview, uh, Eddie Trunk's interview with Sammy Hagar, Michael Anthony, Joe Satriani, and Jason Bonham talking about the tour. We're going to be checking out this upcoming summer. So all that and more on the Van Halen News Desk.
4: Lots of Van Halen stuff. Uh, Van Halen uh, adjacent or parallel, however you want to look at it. It's all there. So yeah, go uh, go check that out. Thank you to our friends at the Van Halen news desk. Talking about you, Eric Sinich. So, all right, all right. Uh, well, what do you say? Should we uh go to the poll? Well, you know, I don't know if there is a poll. Did you put one for last week? Because it was oh, kind of a you're revisit. Right. There is, yeah. uh, no, you're right. I I did not. I did not put up a poll. Uh, did we go over the poll from the week prior though? No, we did not.
3: So we, we can talk not. about that. So yeah. so that that we can do. Um, that was a good one too have... because that was uh. Was that you really got me?
4: It was, uh, I think it was, you really got me.
3: Yeah, I believe it was, yeah, which, uh, I, I have the numbers here, uh, while you're looking up the comments, 90.6%, uh, what dreams are made of, 9.4%, uh, the dream is over.
4: How about that? Not, uh, I mean, I don't think we're ever gonna get, uh, a 100% or, or close to it, but, I mean, that's, that's still pretty good, I think. I mean, like, I can, uh. I it's all right i tell you
3: it, it should be higher but uh just just looking at the rankings here uh you really got me comes in at number 23 uh out of all the songs we've done 100 and uh what are we at
4: uh, actually we've Oh done, wait oh, cory hmm? there was uh but the but the show before that or a show after that we discussed top of the world. Oh, we did. I yes, I didn't even have that, that on my rankings. knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So how how oh, could I, I? I should not just, go to that. Uh, I'm gonna let Scott Monroe <laughs> just do
3: do my part here because yeah, I, I haven't updated the rankings. I had you really got me as the last one, and uh, ah, there
4: you go. So I'm still punch drunk from last week, week. So
3: yeah, top of the world was the one. Thank oh, you. Oh, I get it.
4: Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Scott. And uh, top of the world, uh, not quite the numbers that uh, match you really got me, but still, I, I guess. Somewhat respectable. We've got a What Dreams Are Made Of 88.4% versus an 11.6%. The Dream Is Over. Look, as heartbreaking as it is, this is a Sammy track. So we already knew, we already knew right away that it was going to get a lot of downvotes just because it's of the Sammy era, Uh, despite the fact that I think it's one of the top tier uh, Sammy era songs. And Mm -hmm. I I mean, we, we gushed ad nauseum about Top of the World. Uh, but you know, but we had a feeling not everyone was going to feel the same way. Obviously not, but uh, I don't know. It it almost cracked ninety percent. I was kind of hoping this one. There's a few Sammy tracks that I was hoping would be would crack ninety percent and above. This one was one, but uh, evidently not. So uh, now I just got to know. I got to know why. And uh, so I'm going to go to the tweets right now and read them from our uh, beloved patrons if you want your tweet guaranteed read on the show join our patreon guys like our friend ryan powell here ryan powell says top of the world is van halen at their best taking the great outro riff from jump and developing it into something new and wonderful there are so many interesting twists and turns this one takes but it all fits so well and bookends the idea started back in 1984. The riff is just so uplifting and makes a strong opening or closing, in the case of Jump, statement. Uh, what's intriguing is that when the band comes in with Sammy, they start on the uh, on the four chord instead of the one, uh, a misdirection that propels things forward. A little bit of music theory nerdum going on. I appreciate it. Uh, the first riff is uh, a great offbeat, punctuated variation of the opening riff and serves as a counterpoint to sammy's vocals and yes these are great lyrics evoking optimism while remaining grounded in the moment thank you for acknowledging that uh he says the chorus represents another iconic soaring optimistic sun-soaked melody with the postscript of for a little while immediately shifting into introspective reflection such a masterful turn just by a single line and dynamic delivery the bridge's subtle shift to minor Subtle because it's using G major, C major, and D major chords that while major only fit into the key of E minor, uh, and syncopated progression harkened back to Jumps' offbeat pre-chorus. Can you see me standing here? Allah. Uh, The bridge hinted at the new minor tonality. The solo dives right in. The darkness and intensity of the first half of the solo section evokes the storm clouds of challenges, while the second half is triumphant with two beautiful guitar lines in harmony soaring over. Almost emblematic of coming out of the other side of a dark of the dark middle sections the chorus has developed even further with a wonderful counter melody from ed which adds that much more lift to an already lofty refrain i feel like ryan's writing his like dissertation on (laughs) on this song i'm not mad at it i'm just saying uh but he, he concludes with while fade outs can be a lazy path to an ending uh it feels perfectly at home and the logical extension of the final track on this amazing album Al ensures that it's not just by the numbers with the irregular rhythms that he throws in. Great song, absolutely what dreams are made of. Thank you, Ryan Powell, for that. I'll call that a straight-up manifesto, but again, it's a dissertation, and I love it. You you win, you get your doctorate, come get your diploma. There it is. Uh, our buddy Heath McCoy chimed in on this one, and uh, ooh, ooh, here we go. He says, unpopular opinion, but it's never been one of my favorite Van Hagar tunes. It just never connected with me for some reason. A bit too sugary, but I can't vote it down. Great playing, amazing harmonies, and crazily catchy. What dreams are made of. So look at that. Heath McCoy subverting our expectations right at the beginning. We're going to convert him yet.
3: He's going to be a Sammy lover by the end. We have 23 weeks to convert him to Sammy Hager. <laughs>
4: yeah, just yeah, ooh, only 23 weeks, yeah. <laughs> he's not he's not afraid to let us know when he's not feeling a particular tune, especially when the rest of us are feeling it and he's not. Um this one surprised me be- because of his uh his beginning statement, but uh yeah, I love that. I love that he even still through all that couldn't vote it down. Uh thank you, Heath. Uh our friend Kevin Brown says upbeat, positive, melodic great key change for the solo excellent vocal hashtag what dreams are made of hashtag microfesto. I like that <laughs> <laughs> short and sweet. that's just like us kev yep. short and sweet. Rava Flave says crazy terrific show last week starring the patreons yep. indeed uh, I listened to it. It was great. thank you all for for joining in and filling in when I was out uh Rava Flave says this show is how I found out that the guitar at the end of jump was used for Top of the World. That's great info. It is great info. It's good. It's nice to get little nuggets of information like that for uh, Van Halen enthusiasts. Jeff Brewer says, This is a really good song. It reminds me a lot of Dance the Night Away. Catchy uh, E-major opening riffs, cool verse playing, happy pop lyrics, great chorus harmonies, and really cool tap harmonic melodies behind those choruses. Can't complain too much. Thumbs up. So, no, why would you complain about Top of the World? It's amazing. Uh, so, Scott Monroe, he says, Pound Cake has to be in the conversation for Best Van Halen Opener, and Top of the World has to likewise be talked about for Best Closer. And he goes on to say, that That opening riff, man, it's so uplifting to me. Hearing it immediately puts me in a good mood. It's pure rock and roll joy. Sammy's aside on the chorus... For a little while. Such an amazing, truth-telling touch. He didn't need to do that, but he did. He It elevates the lyrics and universal... Uh, universal... <laughs> universality of... The, or however you say that word. I'll just say universally. Of the overall message, and I love it. Uh, as uplifting as the riff is, the solo takes it to another level. Eddie Van Halen's playing is insanely organic to the song's melody and soars to an incredible apex. Just like the song's title. Hashtag what dreams are made of. Um uh, I'm sorry I flubbed on that one word. It looked weird to me, but uh thank you Scott always with the the uh inspirational words. You take Greg one Zito, week off. One I know, week I know. Off. I can't just one week. This is why we can't take breaks, man. That's okay. So, I, I fucked tw- up earlier too. Scott already <laughs> yelled at me for that. So. Those 23 weeks are just going to be hard hitting. Uh <laughs> Greg Zito says this one always puts me in a great mood. Love the harmonies, dynamics and the guitar. Absolutely. Uh, Brad Gould says, many said it already. It's an upbeat and happy song with a message of working hard to make it and the hard work to stay there. One of Sammy Hagar's best written work. Agree with Scott Monroe across the board, but I'll add that the solo really isn't limited to the traditional solo, uh, uh, the traditional solo section. After the first chorus, Eddie Van Halen starts playing a lead guitar track that comes out whenever Sammy pauses and just rolls right through to the end with the two highlights being the solo and the outro. This may be their best musical performances as a complete band. Hashtag what dreams are made of. That, I mean, I don't disagree with most of what he said there, but uh, that's, I dare say that's that's maybe a hot take that lasts a little bit, but... Uh, Nevertheless, I'm not going to fight him too hard on it. It's just that's an interesting perspective. So uh, not going to fight you, Brad. You do you, man. That's good stuff. All right. And moving on, I think, actually, nope, that'll do it for our patrons. So right. uh, we, we had a lot more, but uh, you guys, again, if you want your tweet guaranteed right on the show, join the Patreon. You got 23 weeks to do it. And then after that, who knows? You know what? Who uh,
3: knows? Who knows?
4: We, we have a friend of a show that commented. Maybe we should read Kelsey's
3: uh, comment on top oh, of the world. Yeah.
4: We, sh- we should. We should. Look, She it's the exception to the rule. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our friend Kelsey Van Halen says, Eddie's notes after Sammy says, I've got to have a little taste. Got to be my favorite part of the song. The harmonies in the bridge, amazing. Eddie's melody in the back half of the solo is magical. This song reminds me of a bright sunny day. Another great one off for unlawful absolutely yeah there you go That's, Gotta agree more perfectly sums it up yeah so
3: uh we had our, our score there on that one i'm just curious if you guys can guess out of all the sammy tracks we've done where do you think this one ranks just out of the sammy tracks mark you think it's number one? one you say number one yep. okay i uh, say third third okay michael two yeah fourth or, fourth or fifth man you guys are dancing all around it number two Oh no! Wow. Yeah. Oh wait, which one?
4: Which one's number one right now?
3: Pound cake. Wow. Of course, of course. It's pound cake <laughs> by like one point one percent is higher. That's than what top I, of the world. That's
4: why I said this one was number one because like I, it couldn't have been uh, too much higher. So.
3: And then uh, fair we'll enough, put Cabawabo
1: above it, in my opinion. Oh, Cabo Wobble is is yeah. I would agree. Cabawabo is a good one.
3: Cabawabo yeah, is the I'm fifth uh, Sammy track. Number three actually is only point one percent away, and it's why can't this be love uh, fifty-one fifty? Right.
5: What I thought was interesting real quick with the tweets is all of them said how inspirational the song is. And, and I just had the thought that there's a lot of inspirational Sam songs like Dreams and this one. A lot of Dave ones that you hear and you feel good, Jump or Fill you Love Tonight or something. Mm-hmm. There's no mm-hmm. Gary inspirational song. That
1: probably was the <laughs> most. that album. None of them <laughs>
5: make you feel good when
3: you put them
4: on. I, tell you what you know, I
1: think once, once is inspirational for you guys. It seems to like get you guys rolling, man, pumping, but once in pump the, in. It,
4: Oh, it's inspirational, <laughs> but just not, in the, not in the ways, <laughs> just not in the ways that uh, one would hope it's other emotions. In fact. Yeah. It's, it's inspirational yeah. uh, for other, other emotions. Not the, not the happy ones. If I'm being real. Oh boy! All right, that
3: one. I I got another trivia uh, question Jeff for you.
1: Should have been oh. fifty-one fifty.
3: A, a lot of people, yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm shocked fifty-one fifty was as low as it was. But I am too. I can't even find fifty-one fifty on here. I'll look at that. But first of all, so we said top of the world is the second ranked Sammy track. Where do you think it ranks overall out of all the songs we've done?
4: Oh, I mean probably in the lower tier just because it's Sammy, but uh, I don't know. Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll get maybe 30.
3: Okay, 30. Let's go with uh, Michael Griffith first. I'm going to say halfway there, 15. 15? Okay. I'm not
1: even going to try. <laughs> 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 Jeez, Mark- I got a number in my head, and Mark will jump through that.
3: <laughs> I, I tell you what, Mark was one way. 30s? It's 29.
4: 29. 29 okay yeah and that's just me being like semi-generous because i knew it couldn't have been it, it wasn't going to crack the top 10 certainly or uh, not the top 20 and certainly not the top 10 so um all right yeah 29 fine i guess <laughs> and 5150 is the fourth highest ranked
3: sammy tune. uh 33rd oh, overall really yep.
4: 30 thir- 33rd 33rd okay Great oh my God! You <laughs> Sammy track. haters, just you baffle me so I know. much. But nope. them's the bricks, right? So Scott Monroe's
3: picking the other side of the rainbow. Wrong band. <laughs> we'll we'll cover that one after we cover all the Van Halen tunes, baby. But
1: yeah, That new <laughs> album's so good. It is,
3: with, with the exception there of, but with the exception of one song.
4: Oh, here we God. go. Just left you left that window wide open, and <laughs> he had to bring it I up. No. I know you did this on purpose Scott. Like I know you you, pu- you put the seed in his head for this. Maybe you did it indirectly, but you did it. Kevin Brown's not and here then... so I'm going to play it. Bucket. But I'm here and I don't want to. <laughs> all play right, it.
1: all right. You got to get X out. Get X out in there. X oh, out. Oh my god. You, my realize, you realize you realize what
4: you've done? You you have jinxed the wheel. You have jinxed this show and the next thing you know we're spinning that <laughs> last one.
3: We're, we're just, spinning Josephine. I'm, spinning ready. Josefina, I'm right? in a good is mood. We got some good guests. With the the chat is hopping. I say we spin Jo I'm not manifesting it, but I wouldn't be mad at it.
4: <laughs> well, you said the magic word. Before we spin oh, the wheel, man. we got to do our favorite thing. Everyone take a drink. It's time for manifestations. Mm. <sighs> All right. So you are you sure you don't want to manifest that one, Corey? What no, do you want to manifest? Oh, no, you're
3: going to start with me? Okay. Yeah, I'm um, starting
4: with you. I'm, I got the Discord over here. Perfect. You know what, I'm going to bring the wheel
3: in so that our guests can, can see the wheel and all the folks at home can see the wheel. Uh, everybody, I was kind of breezing through a Discord and stuff, and everybody, we, we've been manifesting the same songs for like two months, it seems like. Uh, I've been kind of yeah. bouncing between the same songs. Humans Being always comes up. I always do Summer Nights or Somebody Get Me a Doctor. You always do Amsterdam. I, I, I wanted to do a song that I don't <laughs> think anyone has manifested or hasn't in a long time anyway. I want to hear Good Enough off 5150. So Uh I'm manifesting that one here tonight.
4: There you go. Good enough. Well, uh, Scott Monroe wants uh, humans being, you know, he's, he's ready for it. It's happening. And of course uh, we, (laughs) I think that's uh, our, our buddy, Josh, our good buddy, Josh, sweet josh wants josephina he's gonna manifest josephina go. i think he i think he wants to be like like a ripping off a band-aid just rip it off get it over with he wants quick. to do the van halen three ranking show
3: for like new year's because we talked about maybe oh, doing a, a patreon show that week between christmas and new year's and oh. uh you know what if if we finish an album we could do a live show and do the ranking show so maybe we rank that is uh, true, Van Halen three. So.
4: I forgot he's Josh is a sadist. That's that's what it is. Okay. Well, uh, but J- Jeff Brewer wants somebody to get me a doctor. Um, so we're bringing, bringing that one back. Uh, our friend uh, and on a uh, new uh, panelist on the show, Michael, uh, Michael triplet wants Jamie's crying. You still want to manifest that one?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That one's a great one.
4: Well, there you go. No argument there. Uh, old Chaz Charles wants. Sp- <laughs> he said spunked, but I believe he means spanked. <laughs> So he's just he's just gonna keep manifesting that one until we finally land on it and Corey loses his mind, uh, and uh, oh oh I see spunked is the radio edit version of spank they play <laughs> on the come and go in store radio that's station right. that's he had to uh, elaborate I on remember that. When, uh, for that elaboration
3: <laughs> the come and goes and other convenience stores used to have their own compilation records because I had one in of Canada course. that's how I got all my Daryl Hall and John Oates fix which. Oh, uh, they're in the God. news right now for you know restraining oh, orders and man. all that kind of stuff yeah can,
4: can we just aside real quick <laughs> all right a quick one know, go ahead mark <laughs> daryl hall has put a restraining order on john oates i don't even know the details i don't even care i just find that hilarious that daryl hall had to put 70 something year old daryl hall had to put a restraining order on john oates you know what's happening though there there is a reason it's because yeah, John, sure
3: John Oates was trying to sell their entire catalog. Yeah. And, oh, and, I, see, I see. And well, Daryl <laughs> Hall's like, no, I don't want that. So that's why they're going to court. Look,
4: man, honestly, I think John o- give John Oates some money. You know, He's, he's in the name. <laughs> it's in Hall and Oates. Give him some money. That's the only reason he would do that. You, you don't go him. to Hall and Oates for Oates, though. Like, fuck, you go there for Daryl Hall. Look, when John Oates had that magical mustache, I guarantee you people went there for Oates. They weren't there for Daryl. <laughs> uh, nah, nah, but these days, it's it's all about Daryl. So eh, I don't know. But uh, that's just a a fun little aside. It's not fun. It's actually kind of sad, but it's also a little yeah. bit hilarious. So, but anyway, bands. I tell you, uh, band
3: dynamics are, are so weird. And guys like Chaz and yourself who are been in bands, you know better than anybody. I'm sure.
4: I don't know anything about band drama, not a thing, (laughs) not one thing. Tom Armbruster wants to finish an album. He doesn't care which one. All right. That to me sounds like a cop out and he wants to manifest (laughs) Josefina. So I'm just going to put that in for him. But Davey Lee Smith wants Bullethead. Oh, good one. Yes. Back to a different kind of truth. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So we got our discourse. Michael Griffith, man, what do you want to manifest tonight? I have to say, I mean, Michael's must think alike. I was going to say
5: Jamie's crying, But um, I'll keep on the same album. I'm going to switch it to Atomic Punk.
4: All right. Nice. Yeah, I'm shocked. That one's also one that's been manifested quite a bit, and I'm shocked we haven't spun it. I myself am also going to – I'm going to go with uh, Michael Triplett here. Jamie's crying. I think, would be really fun. And I know it's all about uh, Sammy era right now, but uh, Jamie's crying. I mean, that's that's just a song worth talking about, I think. So I would like to manifest that one. Um, and then, uh, you know, special, uh, special Amsterdam, uh, uh, you know, manifestation from, is she in the building you know, visible? Is she ready she is in the building? Okay. She is in the building. So, so is Scott uh, Haskin. So... Uh,
3: it, cause Scott Haskin called the shot last week, but everyone's throwing out suggestions in the chat really quietly Sunday afternoon in the park. And then that's the first thing they spun <laughs> was Sunday afternoon in the park. So he called the oh, shot last that. week. He he's now eligible to get, to get that shirt. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he wants to hear spanked cause he's also a thief of joy and, and he's trying to ruin oh. my
4: night. And I don't know why, cause I thought Scott and I were on good terms, but you say, Hey, you said you're in a good mood. So, yeah. Hey, don't let, don't let something as simple as spanked ruin your evening. <laughs> um, did you give me a manifestation? I did. Yes. It was, uh.
3: I forget it. No, it was good enough. Yeah, 5150. It was good enough. Yeah. That's 51, the other 50, year. Yeah, Thank yeah, you uh, Thank <laughs> you.
4: So both got, well, there it is. The manifestations are in. We're thinking really hard. If, uh, if you're ready, Corey, Michael, and Michael, if you guys are ready, what do you say we spin this thing? All right, yeah. let's do
3: it. Oh, wait, that's not the song, is it? No? Okay. How about this one? Here Find that thing go. four times. All right, my thing isn't working. I'm gonna have to Uh spin it again. (laughs) Got to prime it. Load it up. Oh yeah, and I got to prime it too. Good job. Yeah. Uh, Let's go do this. (laughs) JK, LOL. (laughs) Yep. False start. False start. Uh, What are we? How many people? We okay? We got four on the call here. We have how many lurkers? We have seven. So should I do eleven? Eleven. Two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, Probably gonna regret ten, that decision. 11 All right.
0: Here we go. Oh, it's one. Oh. It's, come out
3: on, a little more, a little more, a little more. Oh, you eight one two, black and blue. I've been yeah, manifesting that, that for like, really like a blue. year, and we finally spun it.
4: <laughs> finally did it. There it is. Yeah, black and blue for you
3: eight one two. I'm happy.
4: He's a happy man. Yeah, that's not tipping the hat whatsoever. Uh, Maybe I'm happy because go. I'm going to rip it. I don't know. That is true. Yeah, I, I have no idea what you're going to say about black and blue. <laughs> you have only ever you've manifested it, but you've never elaborated as to why. So, yeah, as far as I know, you're just going to tear this thing apart. <laughs> uh, before we uh, get into it, uh, do any uh, without showing your hand any. N- n- noteworthy things, anything to, uh, any fond memories, uh, about this song that you guys want to share? Michael Griffith, how about we start with you?
5: Well, this was the first single from OU812. And, and I, uh, when I, when I got this, this CD, actually, um, I think I was playing it too loud and my mom, I was in junior high and my mom didn't really <laughs> care for the lyrics. So, um, <laughs> I had to, I think I had to take it away for a while and manage to get it back. Or find another
6: copy.
5: <laughs> but I, that was probably my first memory of the song. Um, the other, well, it, the, the Tokyo version too, when they do it live on YouTube is fantastic. So really a good live version of it too.
4: It's so funny you, you mentioned that, Michael, because uh, during the holiday, I had an interesting conversation with my parents where we reminisced about the music they did not like me listening to in my younger days, and the albums that they would they had thrown away when they discovered that I had them. and they tried to deny that they threw those albums away. and I was like, no, no, I was there. You threw them away. I watched you do it. <laughs> like that never happened. We didn't care what you listened to. like, oh, but you yes, did you did. you did. <laughs> yes, so you, did. You, you might not remember, but Pepper's Farm here remembers. so, so you don't don't try that shit with me uh he's brought that memory back uh michael Triplett. uh anything uh you want to say before we get into this
1: uh how do i put this i own the cassette single before the album came out i Ah, bought the cassette single so i own the cassette single uh i own the uh cassette (laughs) so so happy (laughs) that the remastered version's out and it sounds that much better but i will say the cassette (laughs) version sounds better than the cd version except for now so i'm gonna be quiet
6: (laughs) (laughs)
0: there you go i mean
4: look cassette tried and they did they did well for for a long time and then uh you know eventually things must change things must progress so here we are in remasteredville gotta say god bless scott monroe he points out that this is kind of the
3: opposite of spank this is what happens when you don't need to call the spank line you get a little black and blue (laughs) he's not incorrect (laughs) scott everett says such a great song such a terrible choice for a first single is it though? Oh, I mean, I guess When It's Love it might have made more sense considering 1988, but um, I don't know. Well,
6: you know, what? We'll, uh, uh,
5: yeah, I was just going to say, Mark. they didn't do videos for 5150, which is probably a slam against Roth because Roth was all about videos, and then they do their first single, with No Video, for this. And then they mm-hmm. finally did videos again, When It's Love, but mm-hmm. so you had a single with no video again. It's an, I mean. Don't show a hand, but you know the song's a good single song, but I don't think it got the promotion that it would have gotten other, if it did have a video.
4: Well, we'll uh, you know we'll, we'll keep that firmly in mind as we uh, as we listen to it and go through it, and we'll see uh, by the end of it if uh, if we agree with with Scott on that assessment. Uh, I'm curious, so uh, but I'm ready to do this if you guys are. All right, let's go all the way back to
3: 1988 and OU812. This is the remastered version of Black and Blue.
4: thinking about the opening gentlemen my brain went uh uh you 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 stopped it right before it started getting real real good but uh (laughs) but the intro so far uh just you know sounds like a a good standard uh sort of van halen uh rock song nothing nothing too overly heavy nothing too overly complex but uh something very straightforward it's preparing you i think
3: are you planning to fade out it's a fade in Yeah. yeah yeah And this is the remastered version, yeah. Yeah, you really hear
5: Alex's drums. I mean, that's kind of what took me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned, Michael, you mentioned Bonham and everything. I mean, it, it's very Bonham-esque, the, his uh, drum sound there.
3: The, I don't know about you guys. I listened, I got the remastered on, on vinyl. And to me, the vinyl version sounds so much better than the, than the digital. The digital, I don't hear a ton of difference. There's a little bit, like you said, Alex is a little more... Front and center, the, everything's kind of still a little too thin. Res on vinyl, I don't know. I, I get a fuller, uh, richer sound. That was one of my big takeaways. Was oh, you eight one two sounds great on vinyl remastered, and I haven't listened to the digital version too much. And listening to this, it's like yeah, it's, it's better, but it still doesn't equal uh, what I was hearing on vinyl. Anyway,
4: I still think a lot of that probably has to do with uh, how well your uh, your sound system connected to your turntable is. You know, it's like if you if if you're plugged in and like you got a strong enough amp and everything like yeah you're going to hear literally everything um whereas you know on digital you i guess you can only hear so much without you know blowing out your ear your drums <laughs> because you crank the volume up too high um but uh, but i i get it though cuz you want to feel the space and that's that's what vinyl ultimately i think tries to do is like feel the space in the room and like really feel everything every little thing that is happening within uh uh this performance so fair enough i could see that Th- this is where yeah. i want like to that- say that
3: I-, I want that fuck production on this one right guys like with that big yeah, boom and yeah. kick drum especially on the mm-hmm. da boom bump bump like really big heavy drums there and just mm-hmm. little thin uh, on ou812 unfortunately
1: Mm. Uh, that's where I want to get my clips, tower speakers, and subwoofer and just blare mm. stuff. So, yep, nope. that, yeah, that, that's what
5: that on. live version I mentioned. If the Tokyo 89 live version, it sounds fantastic, better than even oh, the bet.
3: 100%. 100%. Yep, yeah, 100%. All right, let's keep her going. All right, so one of the things about this song uh, way back when was the lyrics are, are a tad suggestive. Uh, slip and slide, <laughs> push it in, Bit sure got the rhythm. I'm holding back, yeah, I got control, hooked into her system. Yeah, he's not a lot of gray area there, Scott Everett. Pick Tell us mean. what's really on your mind, Sammy. Yeah, it's not breakfast. <laughs> that <line got laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I need to read the lyrics for those. I thought I was listening to Whitesnake for a second there
4: sometimes a uh, subtlety is is unnecessary sometimes it's just like no 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 we're just going to be very very direct and if you can make it uh you know sensical within you know your your song then hey why not um i was i was just thinking about it. I was like well at least it's not up for breakfast in terms of lyrics you know it's like i could get i could get down on this so far all right let's keep going <laughs>
3: All right, uh-huh. it's more back in the in the mix than we like th- those harmonies but man are they good especially on the ooh the nice little oohs and then uh, do it till we're black and blue. Uh
4: yeah. But see, it might be far back but because uh Michael is singing so high, that high, you know that high uh level uh harmony, it's it it comes through very very full and it's ooh, that's glorious. <laughs> I think
5: for harmonies this album Oh you one two is the best for for Michael Yep. Hard mm-hmm. And so many others on this record. Yep.
3: When it's live, even?
5: when it, Yeah. Feels so good. Oh, yeah.
3: Yep. Oh man! I tell you, whenever uh, whenever they, they put a little stank on it, and put some stank. Oh yeah, on it. Van Halen stank man. Nothing beats it.
4: Nothing beats it. This song is dripping in no, stank. that's some fat Van Halen stank on that. Is what that <laughs> is, man. Just it on knows. all, it's hard. On, yeah, on all cylinders. Like I'm talking, just everybody. It just it, especially Sammy and and Mikey, and like even Eddie with the. I'm sure he's doing uh, some of that harmony as well. Um, but just oh, it's 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 so good. And it's not this is not even uh their most like hard hitting, like fast-paced song that they could be doing. Uh there's this it has no trace of that familiar Van Halen swing that they do so well that we that were so fond of. No, we're not doing that here. We're just it's kind of like uh this slow drive, you know, just or this march rather. It's a march, it's a march to uh, very uh plainly directly tell you what it is that At uh, what what I'm after here, <laughs> like this is what what I'm doing. This is what I'm after. This is how it is. Um, and it's, it's very matter of fact, and I like that.
3: All right, I don't know if you can call yourself a fan of this band and not appreciate what Eddie, Alex, and even Mikey are doing there. Uh, Mikey just playing the all dun, it. dun, dun, dun but it, it fits so well. <laughs> Scott Monroe says Boy, you could say this song has got great thrust to it. Ah, I see what you did there, Scott. Oh, oh, oh it does. <laughs> yeah. Jazz says it's picture... uh, Feel Your Love Tonight in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie's all over the
5: place, and I just picture him just sweating, doing Everything doing all this, you know, physicalness of him. And then Mikey's just kind of barely moving. <laughs> just doing that little part. Yeah. But it's still cool. It works. Oh, could you imagine this
1: guitar, this whole sound through an echo machine just to mess with it? And it would just be amazing. There's no way to mess this up. It's great.
3: And again, I, Tokyo 89, uh, Michael Griffith, uh, that solo is pretty fucking rocking, right?
5: Yes. Yes, yeah. it is.
4: He, you're right though, Michael, he, Eddie is kind of all over the place and yet it all fits once again, here, here we have Eddie uh, playing a solo that it fits the song. However, sometimes when Eddie does that, he's, he's playing a little bit more subtle in his solos because it's just like, let me, let me, I don't want to go too outside the spectrum of what I'm, of what we're doing in the structure here, but here he's all over the place and it still works because (laughs) it's just. I I don't even have a lot of great analysis words to speak because like that solo was just, I forgot, I forgot what the solo sounded like. And so oh. hearing this was, was like very, very fresh and boy, if that don't get you hard. Oof. Yeah. Oh. But I don't it's want like to tip album. my
1: hand on this album and I cannot wait to <laughs> do
5: the album. <laughs> I know he had Alex in his ear, so he, Alex would never let him go too far. So if he got really, really wild out there, Alex would kind of, he knows, oh, I got to come back here a little bit, and then kept him grounded. Yep. Mikey, too. Uh,
3: Chaz Charles in the chat, and he's no Sammy fan, says this is seriously the best writing for Van Halen Sammy ever pulled off, uh, in his opinion. I mean, it, Chaz. Well, it, yeah,
4: it, that's, you know.
3: Can't argue, really. Not going to argue. Yeah. Not
4: going to argue with you, but. It, it's, it's, an inter- it's an interesting uh, uh, perspective. It's an interesting choice, but uh, again, this is something Dave argue. would write about, right? And 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 this is I, I think Sammy's
3: pretty yeah. on par. I I, I prefer my entendre a little more uh, a little more shady. Like don't just come right out and say it. <laughs> like you, you, your first line of the song should be "Let's fuck." It should you know. Dave is a master at that, right? Sammy's just more or less slip and slide it in, fucker. Let's do it.
4: You know hey some some guys are better with the uh, synonyms and metaphors than others, but uh nevertheless, though, listen to how Sammy is singing this song, and just everyone sounds like they're having fun with this like yeah. this is just this is just already it's a fun song because I mean, given the subject matter, you either don't take it too too seriously or you take it so seriously that it just falls apart um you know. Probably like up for breakfast, so there you go. Uh, there you Sammy's go. There, there's, 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 there's my extension
1: shot. of the music. Yep, it just flows completely. 100%. It it does. And, yeah. and he he is,
4: this, he's letting it, he's letting himself have it too. You know, he's just, he's he's doing uh, he's doing things you would expect from Sammy, or I'm sorry, from Dave, because Dave is uh, good at the those howls and those, whoosh, those like weird little uh things that he does. Sammy can also do it, but he does it differently and he does it the Sammy style. And when it hits, it hits. And in and, and this in this particular track, I, I feel like him doing that sort of. I'm not saying it's a Dave style thing is what he's doing, but there are you can find common ground there. But man, this it just really it really works. It really works with he, what he's doing. And I mean, need I say more about the instrumentalists?
3: Yeah, and uh, Scott Monroe in the chat says, I "Wish the the EVH solo was higher in the mix." Sounds like we're listening Absolutely. to him from down in the back cave, which. is a big complaint about OU-812 in general that a remaster is not going to fix. We need a remix for that to happen, right? Where we can kind of fix those those issues. I know a lot of people heard remaster and got really excited. It's like, well, it's going to sound cleaner. It's going to sound better. It's not a remix, though. We're still going to have kind of the same issues we had with OU-812 when it came out in
4: 1988. Yeah, exactly. So a remix for sure. Absolutely need it. (laughs)
3: Oh, that's maybe my favorite part of the song because that's Alex saying, All right, you just read that great Alec solo. Going, Remember me? Yeah, listen to this. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs>
6: Thank, you for Thank, Thank you for
1: pausing. Thank you for pausing. <laughs> that's his reaction. Yeah.
4: Oh, <laughs> oh that that's exactly so That's our favorite thing is this the whole like, okay, and, I hear what you're doing, Eddie. Wait, watch this. It's and just like never letting you forget who he, he is. Loves, he loves over. doing
3: that. I, I love it when he yeah. does that. Like, yeah. And, and then Sammy, too, is like, Here's a fucking great howl you're going to get, too. Way better than Dave mm-hmm. can do. Sorry, Dave lovers, but oh, nobody yeah. howls like Sammy Hager. It's just gonna be Jeff goes, then... sorry, but the lyrics no. are pretty stupid. Yes. I mean, <laughs> like sure. I said, you know, I prefer David to. Lee Roth, uh, you know, playing around the subject a little more. David Lee Roth writes these songs much better than Sammy <laughs> the harder the better yeah. let's do it till we're black and
4: blue like yeah there's not a lot of gray area there i agree with you there but Look, i still like it. these lyrics might, yeah these lyrics might be stupid but yet they're brilliant because it fits you know it's just like jump those lyrics are completely nonsensical but they work it yep. fits you know uh yeah, lost you know, in we, the
1: music not the vocals
4: yeah correct you know it's it's not until you know sammy lets out that gigantic howl and then you're like oh okay and he like scares you back into is like, remember what we're singing yeah, about? It, like, oh, right.
3: It, it's almost <laughs> that hell he used to do on uh, Won't Get Fooled Again on uh, live uh, right here, right now. Uh, Chaz, again, who hates Sammy, says this is everything that was great about Van Halen, no matter who was singing it. I think that Look sums that. it up
4: really, really well. Yeah. Chaz has been drinking. He's in a good mood.
5: <laughs> I would say, you know, we're going to hear Jason and Joe do that next year. this, this Yes, are- please yeah.
3: do Black and Blue. Oh, that would be amazing. yeah. Oh. wetter the better come on sammy like
4: <laughs> at least try He's not wrong yeah at least the wetter, try the better. at least try right. to... <laughs> that means that uh you know they've they've succeeded in their mission <laughs> i guess i guess <laughs> <laughs> till they're black and blue you know <laughs> better the be- what's wrong with that i like it. the wetter the better <laughs> that like that's that's great
3: come on i don't i i'm, I'm not ragging on my i, I, I th- <laughs> these are some of his better uh sex lyrics that uh, we already know I don't have to call out the right, bad ones. Yeah. yeah
4: but of, of all his sex lyrics, like these are obviously some of the better Some ones. of the better ones, even though they're pretty yeah. on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what there it is. Yeah. Like he, he's a more on the nose, uh, uh, lyrical guy. Whereas, you know, as you said, would Dave write something a little bit more, uh, suggestive and like somewhat poetic? Probably. But would he be able to sing it as well? No, not a chance.
3: Uh, Scott Everett, uh, the wetter the better. Again, this can't be the first single. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little too, especially now, for now. I'm siding. Yeah, with Yeah, <laughs> right. Like it's not the music yeah. that was the issue; it was the lyrical <laughs> it content. <was> the content. <laughs> yeah. Scott Haskins says this is basically a pop-up book on sex.
4: Yep, pretty much. Yeah, and, and look, hey, all, all you kids that were uh, that were you know jamming this shit when it when it arrived, can can you say that th- that it was? When you were listening to it in your younger days, uh, when this came out, were you thinking, oh, "That's pretty on the nose. Oh, that's, that's stupid <laughs> lyrics." No, not at all. You're going like, I "Oh, that's fucking cool." He's, he's, was, he's like,
3: "Oh man, he's talking about he's talking about
4: fucking. That's great." Yeah. <laughs> and poor it's Scott real. Haskin.
3: One of these days, he's going to lose his virginity. I'm predicting it right now. All right, let's get back.
4: You have to, you have to wait, wait before you do. You have to read out uh, Scott Monroe's uh, comment just okay. now. Okay. Wait a sec, slip and slide,
3: wetter the better. This is a water park song, guys. We got Sammy all wrong. See? <laughs> See? He
4: loves water parks. He loves he water parks. He being in the water. You know, this is the Cabo Wabo guy. got tequila. Man. He just wants to be on a beach. How did I miss or that? Or at a water park. Yeah. It, and then he's a... going to be up for breakfast, you know, after water, having a water park day. You know what? I was watching that new
3: uh, Napoleon movie by Ridley Scott when he ate the ice cream sundae and then conquered San Dimas. You're right. He was at the water park there, too. So, yeah. Uh, I'm in a water park frame of mind.
4: I heard that they don't incorporate one, not one scene in that new Napoleon movie where he eats uh, the Ziggy Piggy uh, uh, ice cream mountain. And well, I then, think that it, is a, it's, I think it's a crock. I think it's a whole crock is what I say. Josh in the chat says, at
3: least it lacks food metaphors. Amen, brother. Yep. <laughs> you got it there. Yeah. Uh, don't need sh- it here we're straightforward here <laughs> scott Asking, it after the show it's hookers and blow again well i tell you he lives in las vegas uh both are easy to come by he's thinking about moving to north dakota
4: though like from las vegas Ooh. to north dakota a little bit of a culture shock there well you're certainly not going to find much hookers and blow over there at least not easily <laughs> they're going to be wearing parkas pretty quick that's for sure all right let's finish this one off <laughs> Take us out, Al. (laughs)
3: some stank on it that's right oh man and then we always went into oh, sucker in a second right. <laughs> yeah. i, yeah, I, not I not almost wanted yet. to keep it not going like oh man
4: i know there was a yeah. moment where i thought uh it was just gonna fade out and uh because you know that's not uncommon yeah. for you know van halen to do the the fade out they you know they're very big on that um thought we were gonna get it and then uh they subverted our expectations yet again with a quick just a quick cut yeah um just there the it end. is yeah yeah just just yeah. The nick of time there josh uh, black
3: and blue yeah he heard a little tip of the hat to slow hand on the coda there did you guys pick that up
4: yes yes i did actually yep. nice good good call there josh um uh, good stuff man i love that yes like take us out al what, what are we doing here um man all right well black and blue from ou812 another uh, a sammy hagar era tune because we couldn't. We could not spin a Sammy Hagar tune. It's uh Sammy is in the news right now. He's all the rage. So might as well get as much a uh, Sammy era in as we can in these last twenty three weeks of this uh this wheel. So I will divert it to our panelists here, our patrons, our our honored guests and uh, uh, co hosts of the show, if you will, Michael Triplet man. Uh, thank you for being on, and here you are. So now oh, yeah. I I put it I put it to you black and blue is it what dreams are made of or is the dream over this
1: is off my face i this is my favorite sammy album uh ou812 and this is a great track off of it uh we'll do the rating show and go from there but i just i can't downvote anything on this record
4: no one would fault you for that great sound
1: i mean i hate to say this one you look at the lyrics the lyrics are dumb but the way sammy sings it you don't pay attention to the lyrics yeah so Mm -hmm. i'm just listening to it enjoying it and that's it it's a great one indeed
4: there you go short and sweet Short and sweet. That's uh, sometimes that's the the way to do it because no other words are necessary. Uh, We'll see if uh, Michael Griffith feels the same way. Michael, returning to the show to give us his up or down on black and blue. Is it what dreams are made of, or is the dream over? I mean,
5: to me, this song never gets old some semi songs do this one just doesn't i mean really the whole album like i know you like it michael it really doesn't i always go back and forth between 5150 50, this or cabo as my favorite sam song today this is my favorite sam song <laughs> be different <laughs> next week but it, it's so good the, the band's tight they're they're like you said i think you said a core they're having fun you can just tell they're having fun doing this song and the harmonies are just another level every it, it's a it's just fantastic so yeah they should i wonder what the video would have been like if they did do a video for this
4: <laughs> oh boy oh what could have been <laughs> or or maybe we don't want to see that but uh you know I don't. they probably would have made the video like some like cheesy looking like tampon commercial looking thing uh you know where it's like it's all it's all just shots of random shit, and it has nothing to do with the context. They're going down the water storm. slides.
3: It's a water park. Remember? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's a water park. The water, the
4: That would have been, been hilarious. Two mics, that. two
3: likes. Scott Monroe <laughs> pointed out. There you go. <laughs>
4: uh-huh, nicely done. Uh, but then there was Corey, oh, and okay. uh, Corey, you're 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 pretty. Uh, you're. I mean, y'all know you're a, a Sammy guy as well as a Dave guy, but uh, there are times when you just can't give it to Sammy. Sometimes you just can't. Whether it's his lyrics or what have you and we've spoken about these lyrics uh, quite a bit so i ask you this did black and blue meet your uh criteria of dream is over or rather is it what dreams are made of or did it fail the test and the dream is over hmm. oh wait
3: that's not the right song damn it Uh, it's my favorite track off of OU812. It always has been. I just I love that stank factor. It's just dripping and stank. The, the solo is so fucking good. Uh, the harmonies are so good. Sammy's singing the fuck out of it. Um, thin or not, uh, th- this is one of those songs where sometimes if the song kind of loses me, I notice the production issues. I don't notice the production issues. Do I wish that we had a big booming kick drum like we did on Foreign Lawful or even Balance for that matter? Uh, absolutely but they're playing the fuck out of this it is so damn good and i i'm just praying that they will bust this out especially in toronto the show i'm at please bust out black and blue uh it's the uh second to last song on O.U. 0812 we only have one song left and it's actually when it's love the, the, tr- yeah. the track most associated uh <laughs> with, with the sammy era probably uh from this record so it's kind of ironic that's the last one but i've been manifesting black and blue for a while uh, it's by far my favorite track on this album but mark meyer the question remains are you going to make it a, a a quadruple uh quadrilogy if you will uh, of yeses with the two mics and myself or are you going to vote the dream is over what say you sir what do you think what?
6: What?
4: It's not my favorite song from o u eight one two, but it is a very, very close second. Um, you know, that being said, black and blues, this is wonderful. This is just a a wonderful uh, song. Is it cheesy? like lyrically? Yes. Does it fit? Also, yes uh does the music absolutely encapsulate what we love about van halen yes it's fun it's just a good it's not even i don't know if i would call it a party rock song but you could could, i mean you could play this on a party why not especially depending on the kind of party that it is uh then it's absolutely uh fit the motif but other than that it's it's not their most overly uh complex not their overly technical and yet the boys find a way to lure you in with I guess really kind of a simplistic uh intro and uh they just kind of they gain your trust if they haven't earned it already they gain your trust they pull you in a little bit it's like hey come on let's uh let me talk to you real quick uh you know something nice and easy and then they just rip you apart with uh you know just sort of (laughs) everything else that happens but they do it in such a, a a neat um sophisticated way if you will you know at least to me it sounds sophisticated and I'm talking about the out of control solo that Eddie Van Halen pulls off that it sounds out of control but it is well within his control because the man's got tone of the gods in his fingers and he is able to make his fretboard do anything he he wants it to do and then some and then you got Alex doing uh, we mentioned it before it's just the the duo of Alex and Al, or, uh, Alex and, and Eddie just sort of showing off uh in their own special way but still making it fit the song and then, of course, you know, Michael has his, his moments to shine. It would have shown a little bit brighter had the mix been better. That is my only criticism of this track. And really, the album is just the mix. And we've talked about that. And we'll, we've will we continued to talk about that. And uh, by the time we're talking about the album as a whole, I'm sure that will be the biggest point of contention. Nevertheless, if you can get past that and just listen to it for the song that it is, how it's structured, how it's performed, this is just a very to me a key quintessential uh Van Halen song maybe it's not your top 5 but i think it belongs at least in the top 10 or maybe 20 uh no i'd say top 10 actually i think this belongs in the top 10 at least for me it does and as a, a hagar era i think it's one of the top tiers but again that's just my opinion um but this is absolutely what dreams are made of black and blue from O U 0812 man i'm glad we spun this track and i know you were excited Oh, oh. That's right. game.
3: It is time to play. How many times have Van Halen performed Black and Blue live in concert? Oh, Mark Kamire, you are the reigning champion. You've won like the last, <laughs> I lost count, like at least dozen times. <laughs> I've done so, okay. I've done all right. Yeah, I don't know if you've been cheating or what have you, uh, but the question is not- now posed to you, sir. How many times do you think Van Halen performed Black and Blue?
4: Well... I have to imagine that uh, the for the tour of this album they busted it out it was a single so I mean obviously it had to play for good I'm going to say they probably played this thing I'll I'll go I'll go so far as to say they played it 175 times
3: 175 there you go oh, Michael Griffith let's go to you next how many times do you think Van Halen performed Black and Blue
5: so I know they did Monsters of Rock. They did the 0812 tour. I don't think they did this with Foreign Lawful and Right Here, Right Now and Balance. I don't think
3: this song was in the set list. I might be wrong, but I'm going to go low. I'm going to say 110. 110. All right. Michael Triplett, we now ask you, how many times do you think? Remember, this is Price is Right rules. You have to get closer to the actual number without going over. How many times do you think Van Halen performed Black and Blue?
1: I'm trying to remember this one. I want to say it was a summer tour, so it was just over the summer months, maybe three months, and so I'm going to go way
3: less than those guys. I'm going to go 50. 50. All right. Well, Michael Triplett. You got it, my friend. The correct answer. Actually, if we're going with our people in the chat, Scott Everett said 70. The correct answer is 79 times. Sorry, 74 by Van Halen. 74 is the official answer. They also Scott. Okay. yep. Uh, Sammy, the circle played it twice and uh, van Hagar, a tribute band played it three times, but so it's 74 oh, times. Awesome. Uh, so Scott Everett uh, technically wins. He gets the brand new washer and dryer <laughs> and the dinette set. <laughs> congratulations. Uh, Sammy, the circle only played it twice. Uh, I'm a little nervous. Only they won't maybe break it out this summer. I'm really kind of hoping they do though. I'd love to hear black and blue.
4: Well, congratulations, Scott Everett. Have your pet spayed and neutered. So there you there go. You go. The, the champ has, the champ has fallen. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. But out
3: of our <laughs> panel here tonight, to Michael Triplett, a <laughs> uh, new patron right, is the yeah. winner. Yes. Mark Kamara will send you a, a dinette set in the mail. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah.
1: Be, man, be, be on the lookout for to the next time to listen to the show. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, there you go. So, all right, you guys, we've done it. Another one off the wheel and, uh, oof, man, look how. Look how full. Look how full that text is on that wheel. It's just, here we go. It's kind of 22 songs left. You can read so clearly. 22 songs left. Wow. What a, we, we, we do this every week, or at least I do it. Just kind of, uh, I give myself like a retrospective when I see this wheel because I remember how we started it and, uh, we're not done yet, but it is dwindling down, man. That's, uh, I don't, I'm feeling, I'm feeling not sad, but a sense of accomplishment and, uh, uh i'm not ready for the finale just yet so we still got lots more shows not to mention the live shows that we got to do yep. when we finish an album uh we have not finished ou812 yet but that was on the way uh we still got van halen 3 to complete unfortunately uh and then uh i think 1984 were 1984
3: close? we're close uh 5150 got one uh, we got two left on yeah. that one we got one left on van halen 3 uh van halen one i think still has the most on it so
4: which is hilarious to me that Yeah, that's the one. But, uh, hey, look, if we have to go out on uh, just the last bit of Van Halen 1, I'm not going to be upset about that at all, and everyone knows why. So, uh, yeah, But uh, time will tell, and uh, in the remaining weeks we will do this. So, Oh, Scott um, Everett. Scott Everett is, is is killing me here.
3: Do you really want to hear a 76-year-old hurting his hips while singing Push It In? Yes, I do.
4: Could- yes, I do. If that 76-year-old <laughs> is Sammy Hagar, I absolutely want to hear that i can't wait to hear it and see it like that's going to be a great time i really hope they add this song to the repertoire so just for that just for that and i'm gonna i'll record it on my phone just so i can bring it to to the discord and show you guys like yep still got it still there it's awesome oh. uh, unless it sucks if it, if it doesn't sound great then i'll be like well you're right we shouldn't have seen this uh, <laughs> but i don't foresee that happening you know that
3: reminds me we had a a, a patron of ours uh send us some clips uh, from the uh, Mammoth WVH show that he was at. Uh, oh. So, uh, you know what? I- I'm going to bust those out next week. Ben Andriosi went and, okay. and caught uh, a Mammoth uh, WVH uh, in concert. Yep. So yeah, be on the we'll, lookout we'll, next we'll, week We'll play that. a clip or two uh, uh, from that show. It, it was tremendous. I- I've been watching these clips, and uh, uh, Ben had really good seats, first of all. And uh, Wolfie sounds amazing live. So uh, we'll play oh, that yeah. for you next week.
4: Right on. So good stuff there. Hey, speaking of uh, uh, patrons, honored patrons, you guys, we say it every week, but we're going to keep saying it until you finally just give in and say, fine, you can shut up about it. And even then, I probably won't. But we have a Patreon. Uh, We have tiers that might fit your critique. uh, If you you guys want to find a tier that is right for you. If we don't have uh, something specific that you're looking for that you want to hear us do, uh, then let us know. We'll make the tier for you. Uh, We're not above it. We've got, uh, we got tiers that could fit most anybody, but if we don't have it, let us know. And uh, just to show you that I'm not wrong, we have uh, a whole list, a whole spectacle of of uh, patrons that have already joined the Patreon, and I'm going to list them off to you right now. Matt Lacoste, Nate from the Deep Purple Podcast, Rava Flav, Josh Caldwell, Greg Zito, Chaz Charles, Sean McGinnity, Kevin Brown, Per Lenecker, Scott Monroe, Ryan Powell, Jeff Brewer, Ben Andriotsi, Tom Armbruster, Scott Everett, Heath McCoy, Janice Risco, Brad Gould, Davey Lee Smith, and of course our honored uh, guests for the show tonight, and our uh, uh, honored, uh, I guess, uh, panelists, uh, uh, co-hosts, if you will. That's what I like to what I like to say. You are our honored co-hosts. You're members of the show at this point. Uh, especially you, Michael. This is not your first rodeo. You've been here with us many, many times, and we thank you, Michael. Uh, Again, thank you so much for being on. As always, it's always a pleasure. Uh, let the people know uh, if you got anything to plug or where they can find you.
5: Just uh, at Mike S. Griffith. That's on whatever platform. And, yeah, hit me up, talk Van Halen.
4: Absolutely. <laughs> he is not shy about to talk Van Halen. Do that. Hit him up for it. Scott uh, Monroe, Michael Triplett. Uh, I just want to say Scott Monroe points out, oh. uh,
3: as, as well as being a patron, sometimes you get to fill in on the show while there's holidays because yeah. Mark
4: just all of a sudden can't record. <laughs> so there you yeah. go. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, yeah. Mark gets, uh, overwhelmed with things and has to <laughs> bow out. And then luck, luckily it, you, and by the way, you guys, uh, seem to fill that slot real fast. Like you guys were <laughs> sort of itching, itching to take over the show. It seems like, so uh, I don't know. I think I'm on to you. I think I'm on I'll to tell all you what of you, Michael triplet never-
3: was really
4: quick to say, yeah, I'm in, so uh, <laughs> I don't know, you might be angling for your job. Hey, you know, look all that matters to me is that people were enthusiastic and you guys are still enthusiastic about uh being part of the show and getting in on the conversation. So with that, Michael Triplett, thank you so much for hey being on the show hey, tonight. Thanks for man. having was me was on the show. Pleasure, I'm a
1: music fan, not a social media fan, and I'll leave it at that. So appreciate <laughs> you guys having me on the show tonight and uh looking forward to next week's uh watching next week and absolutely being in the lurker room or wherever we end wherever yeah, we land. I tell
3: you, as a tier four patron you get to come on once a month so we'll bring you and all the michaels back uh next month <laughs> uh, to, uh december uh yeah be, be, sometime between uh, christmas and New years we'll probably get everybody back together uh we're going to be down to about 19 songs at that point and uh, getting kind of sad but i'm looking forward to getting and to all our uh, tier four patrons who couldn't make it here tonight uh, especially, uh, Matt Lacoste, who's, uh, under the weather says he, he can't even talk without coughing. Uh, we hope you feel better and we uh, look forward guy. to having yeah. you back on the show, uh, next month, but thank you to all of our cheer four patrons and all of our patrons, uh, for supporting us and, uh, keeping the lights on around here.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. It's you seriously, you guys, uh, you, you keep us motivated to keep going. So yeah, keep, keep that motivation, uh, coming. If, if you want to see us go further, take the podcast, beyond uh, what we have uh, in store for. Our mission is to complete the Van Halen catalog, and we're damn near close to doing it. So uh, what happens after that is, is is up to you guys. If you want to hear more, you want to hear us to keep going and do some, some other wheels, some wheels that you have an idea about and uh, you'd like us to talk about, then you just got to let us know, make your voices heard, and uh, let's, let's do it to it. You know what I mean? So there it is. Uh, also, you guys... If you go over to PodcastWillRock.com, you can find all the back catalog shows that we have. You can also find a link to our uh, merch store. We've got merch. We've mentioned uh, shirts many times before. Uh, Our lovely friend Kevin Brown has been so generous to lend us some great uh, shirt uh, uh, designs. They are hilarious. They're on point. They're on brand. Lots of them filled with little inside jokes that you got to listen to the show. If you know, you know. Uh, And honestly, it's still a dream of mine to see an army, a small army of uh, apologies to Gary shirts just roaming the streets uh, in hopes that one day Gary Sharon will actually see these and be very confused and want to ask what that's all about. And you'll have to tell him you got to tune into this show, man. Like (laughs) you'll either love it or you will absolutely hate it. I don't know. But something about it just puts a smile on my face when I think about just an army of you guys wearing shirts saying apologies to Gary, and why is he doesn't him pull noticing. an Axl
1: Rose and jump? Off yeah, his yeah. Feet. Let's. Yeah. That's
4: that is true. Like I don't. I think he's got a and, and this to his credit. I think Gary's got a much better temperament than okay. Axl Rose, you know, I think a lot of people do. But I mean, I, I'm going to give Gary the benefit of the doubt there. I think he's uh, probably a much nicer guy than that. So I don't think he'll assault you, but I do think uh, if he sees a whole bunch of you wearing those shirts, he'll go, what in the hell is this all about? <laughs> and direct show. him to our show. Yeah. Direct yep. him to our show. Let him know. Let him see it. And uh, hey, if he wants to be part of it, we will happily have him on with open arms and open ears. You know, it's like, tell us your side of the story. Actually, I kind of really, really want that. So uh, make my dreams come true, you guys. Go over to our merch store. Uh, it's on Public. Uh, Get yourselves a... a podcast will rock t-shirt an apologies to gary shirt either one either way the holiday seasons are coming up the sales are going to be happening you want to get these shirts now because the the time is ripe. get ones for your loved ones for your kids uh, whomever and also hey you know what helps sharing the show let people know i'm sure you got friends that are van halen fans and be like hey you want to listen to this podcast of these dudes talking about van halen and if they say no, we'd be like, well, you should listen to them anyway. And then uh, force them to listen to it. And they'll, they'll be converted like that. It'll be great. Uh, so, yeah, no, any, any little bit of a little sharing or a little rating, whatever, all the things that the podcasting algorithms need us to do, help us out there. Uh, but otherwise, okay. keep doing what you're doing. You guys are keeping the conversation alive on social media. And we appreciate that. We thank you. So that's, uh, that's all I got. Corey. Always a pleasure, my dude. Can you please uh, let the people know where they can find other shows that are like us? Absolutely.
3: Before I do that, though, uh, Josh in the chat, uh, he got a shirt and he's sporting his at Nam twenty twenty four. Yes! So that's a a great We're thing talking. there. Uh, I was that's just going to be great. I was just on T Public. They got a sale on right now, twenty eight hours. So yeah, if you want to get thirty five percent off site wide, now is the time to get your podcast will rock merch. But as Mark mentioned, Absolutely. we are part of a uh, network of like-minded podcasts, Uh, all fantastic. Let's just run through the list here for you real quick. Uh, First of all, we have Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited, featuring myself and Scott Haskin. Uh, Backtracks theme music with myself and John Mariano. The Ultimate Catalog Clash with myself and Kevin Brown. We are just finishing up Phil Collins' Era Genesis tomorrow night. Uh, We are going to start recording season two. I won't tell you who the band is, but uh, it's going to be really interesting. So check that out. Kevin Brown, of course, also does the Tom Petty Project and Seaside Pod Review with the uh, one and only Randy Woods. Scott Haskin uh, has done Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast. That show is done. You can go back and, and catch up on the entire Uriah Heap catalog. Uh, Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast, one of the original deep dive podcasts and one of the best ones out there. Uh, the Simple Man at Skinnerd Reconsidered. Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side. Happy belated birthday, Terry T-Bone Mathley. Hope you had a great day, my friend. Uh, Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Paul, Joan, David at In the Lap of the Pods. They've only got a few shows left before they wrap it up, so go check them out. Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Madman, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast. Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priestcast. Clay and Rye at North by South Podcast. That's a U.S. music versus Canadian music show. Check that out. It's a heck of a lot of fun. Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What, Quidnet and Volume for All. Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at The Rock Roulette Podcast, one of the best podcasts out there. Chaz and Greg at Regarding Lulu. That one's wrapped up. Thank God. Uh, if you want to torture yourself, go listen to some Lulu, uh, Lou Reed and Metallic. I don't know why the hell you'd want to do that. Although Chaz and Greg are really, really great on that show. Uh, Chaz and Schatz are doing Rush Rash. That show's a lot of fun. I was on that show. Spent a great rush to, And Go check them out there. And Chaz and Wolfie are doing, regarding Roger, that's Roger Waters, not Roger Moore, not Roger Whitaker, uh, not any of your other favorite Rogers. It's Roger Waters, uh, who redid uh, Dark Side of the Mood for no reason whatsoever. Uh, so, and please check out our, our other friends like Eric at uh, Booked on Rock, uh, Sean and Todd at the uh, Sean, Geek, and Fast Fred podcast and our buddies at the DLR cast and the bogus Otis show.
4: Woo. Lots of fun content there. You guys, you're not going to be bored. That's for sure. So definitely check out one, two, or all of those shows. Uh, it's, you're going to have a fun time. All, all wonderful stuff there. So, uh, Oh, before we go, sorry, I I forgot. I
3: I, I forgot one. Uh, give me a second while I look it up here. We had uh, somebody reach out, uh, through our website, uh, just to tell us they really liked the show. And I told him that oh, I would cool. give him a shout out here. Uh, he goes by the name of Fruitcake Tony. And and you can find yeah. him at uh, Fruitcake Tony on YouTube. But his message was, hey, guys, I love the show. Uh, Fruitcake Tony from Hallenville Live here. I love everything you guys are doing. God bless you. We talk Van Halen every Tuesday on his channel. Reach out anytime. So, yeah. Uh, Tony, oh, thank you very right. much for reaching out. And I'm definitely going to uh, check out Fruitcake Tony on YouTube. So Everybody check out... Uh, uh, fruitcake Tony, just I guess Google Fruitcake Tony,
4: and there you go. <laughs> I just have this vision of uh, this guy named Tony, and he's just like surrounded by fruitcake, and he's like, all right, it's Tuesday, yeah. we're gonna talk Van Halen. And yeah, like, the rest of the week we're this. talking fruitcake.
3: This one day we're talking <laughs> just, Van Halen.
4: I like I like the idea that they don't he doesn't even address the fruitcake. It's just there. It's just there for you to see. It's just like, no, we're not gonna talk about it. Don't ask me. But <laughs> it's like, part part to Fruitcake for... Tony. What are you doing? <laughs> Hopefully, it's not oh, a Gary
5: would... uh, alias
4: oh man wouldn't Look, that be okay. something holy cow Broodcake cake tony if that's your real name it's <laughs> like if you happen to be somebody else please let us know no that ain't gary <laughs> that's definitely not gary uh but all right yeah like well thank you very much for your kind words tony man that's awesome stuff yeah we'll check it out and uh hey you never know what the future uh brings but uh we've got 22 songs left in the main wheel so you know time's ticking uh, as far as this iteration of the show, but we're not there yet, so you guys don't do not fret. I know I'm getting a like oddly sort of uh uh fin, final here, but I'm not, it's not final because we've still got lots of shows left to do. Like I said, we've got the live shows when we finish an album, those are all great, great fun. Uh, w- where we get a whole bunch of you to join in the conversation. So, how did fruitcake get in there? I don't know, I don't know, Chaz. That's I don't a good know, question. But, uh, these are- these questions. are good questions maybe we'll have to reach out to fruitcake tony and uh get the lowdown on what's going on but that's a show for another day until then on behalf of the michael squared and cory morissette and myself we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later